This is Max Hedrum, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to one of the greatest epics ever produced. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Tom Cody, pleased to meet you. I'll be coming for her. And I'll be coming for you, too. Sure you will. And I'll be waiting. Hello and welcome back to Dude Looks Like the 80s. I'm your host, RJ McCready. And today for bonus episode number three, I'm going to be taking you guys back to 1984 to cover Hill's action-adventure movie, Streets of Fire. So I'm going to jump straight into this, guys. I'm going to play you a trailer, and I will be back soon. You are about to enter a world unlike any you've ever seen before where rock and roll is king. The only law is a loaded gun. Where the beautiful... Stay and see the show, it's really good. The brutal... I want Tom Cody. ...and the brave all meet. From now on, it's for real. In Streets of Fire. Everybody's gone, no less lonely. Now, from the creators of 48 Hours, Universal Pictures presents Michael Paré, Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, and Amy Madigan in a Walter Hill film, Streets of Fire. And welcome back, guys. So, you just heard the trailer there. Good old trailer voice guy. Gotta love him in the 80s. So, the film was... um, Written and directed by Walter Hill, and in the late 70s, early 80s, Walter Hill was having success uh, at Hollywood with films like The Warriors, 48 Hours, and Southern Comfort. So he was backed by Universal Pictures with a $14 million budget, pretty much to say you can do what you want. So Walter Hill wanted to go back to his origins, his teenage years of custom cars. Neon, trains in the night, high-speed pursuits, rumbles, rock stars, motorcycles, everything you put it. This, this film is a cocktail 
of all of those things. Um, Hills also wanted to make the main character like a comic book character but he wasn't into comics himself so he decided to create his own thing with this movie. Also attached to the movie is the film producer Joel Silver who went on to go and do movies like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon and Predator. You've also got Jim Steinman who did all the music to the film or a lot of the music to the film and he wrote a lot of songs for Meatloaf and Bonnie Tyler and the song I Can Dream About You which was performed by Dan Hartman and got into the top 10 hits at the time so that did quite well in fact I'll play you a little clip of that song now There you go, it's one of the songs from the movie, it's a pretty cool song. So when you look at this film, you've got Walter Hill, you've got Joel Silver, you've got a $14 million budget, you've got everything that's cool about the 50s, and unfortunately, the film didn't do very well at the time, it absolutely flopped at the box office, it only took in uh, $8 million. But fortunately, as time's gone on, it's now created its own cult following, which it deserves. I think it's a good film. I quite champion this film, so I agree a little bit biased in the review. But it deserves, I really truly think it deserves more credit than it gets. So let's get into this review then, guys. So the synopsis for this film is, as it's described, it's opening credits as a rock and roll fable, another time, another place. It's a mixture of musical action, drama, Retro 50s and 80s, all woven into one. And the synopsis for this film is a mercenary, which is Michael Perry, who returns home to rescue his girlfriend Diane Lane, has been kidnapped by the leader of a biker gang, William Defoe. And the film also stars Rick Moranis, Amy Madigan, and the rhythm guitarist and singer from the rock band Fear, Lee Ving. He's pretty cool, he's a cool character. Whatever he does, he was also in the movie uh, Cluedo. He played Mr. Body, so uh, he's one of those guys that turns up. He's pretty cool. So the film starts off, as I said before, it says another time, another place. It never actually says where it's set. I think it could be somewhere like Chicago. Maybe I should ask Gary Hill on that. He might be able to help me out on that. Um, and then you've got Ellen Aim. Uh, she is singing with the attackers, and everybody's gone there. It's a concert, and... I'm going to be doing this a lot, guys, actually. I'm going to have to play you this clip. You need to hear this song. So there you go. There's Ellen Aim rocking. This film just punches straight into it. It's almost just like a hand comes out of the TV and says, right, here we go. You're going to come into this place and you're going to have a rocking time for an hour and a half. Then the biker gang, the bombers turn up, which is uh, Raven Shaddock, which is the character of William Defoe. He crashes the concert and kidnaps Ellen Aim. And this is witnessed by Reva Cody. That's Deborah Van... Volkenberg, and she's also in, you can see her in The Warriors. So Reva calls her brother, Cody, 
um, who is uh, the ex-boyfriend of Ella Name, and it's this is a funny scene. It's, she she types. It's like a typewriter. It's like a sort of early text message or something like that in the fifties. So Cody takes the call. We arrive by train, and he actually turns up just in time to um, kick the ass out of some um, arsehole greasers that are causing um, problems to Reva in a burger bar. And you get this scene here. Try it again, punk. It's a pretty cool scene. It's it's a good introduction to Cody. He is a bit of an arsehole. But I guess he just has to um, adapt to that environment, which you don't really get to see. There's obviously, um, on a little bit of a segue here, he's obviously fought in a war. But again, you don't really know what, what's going on there with the environment. So he is a kind of um, anti-hero in this movie. So as a result of kicking the arse out of the greasers, he steals their car. Um, and then Tom agrees to rescue Ellen. But for uh, $10,000, which is to be paid for by her current boyfriend and music manager, Billy Fish, which is played by Rick Moranis. Who is, again, he's another asshole character. It's, uh, it's a bit of an unusual character for him to play compared to the other characters that Rick Moranis has played, say in like Ghostbusters, for instance. Cody then forms a friendship with an ex-soldier named McCoy, who's played by Amy Madigan. Um, and then he has to form an alliance with McCoy and Billy Fish, which is a bit of an uneasy alliance, you could say, to go to Raven's domain, which is called the Battery, uh, which is obviously out of town from where they are. So armed with an assault on the weapons and a pump-action shotgun, Cody and his new alliance drive to the Battery to go and rescue Ellen Lame, who is tied up in Raven's bar called Torchies where he hangs out with his bike again. So they arrive in the battery and whilst Raven's motorcycle gang are having a party in Torchies, Cody devises a plan to distract them all by blowing up their motorcycles. And with this distraction, Cody and McCoy manage to enter the building and rescue Anna Name, who is tied up on the bed. So Billy Fish's only role in this is to park outside the front on Cody's command, and you get this scene here. Jesus, Ellen, am I glad to see you? I thought you were gone forever. Cody, get in this ain't no time for checking out the sights. Take off! I'm gonna run these guys for a while. I'm staying with You're you. You're not going with him. You stay in the car. Stay with your boyfriend, McCoy. Meet me at the Grand Street underpass. Right. We don't see you, Cody. Have a nice life. So there you go. That's the law to Billy Fish. Thanks for rescuing my girlfriend. Have a nice life. <laughs> so Cody, he remains. He causes a bit more carnage. He blows up a fuel pipe or something like that. There's a massive explosion. And this scene kind of reminds me of like Terminator 2 where Raven walks out from the flames and introduces himself to uh, Cody, which is the clip that you had at the beginning of the show. And I forgot to mention, he's got a weird outfit on it. It's like some sort of dungarees cut out from a black bin line or something like that. It's crazy. So he says, Raven says to Cody, I'm going to come for you. Cody then says, yep, I'll be waiting for you. And then spins off with his motorcycle. It's a pretty cool scene. In fact, let's just play that clip here now. It's one of my favourite quotes from the movie. I'll be coming for her. And I'll be coming for you too. 
Sure you will. And I'll be waiting. So Cody reunites with um, Billy Fish and McCoy and they return their name home safely. But along the way they do come up against a bit of some retaliation against the barrage of police. And they commandeer a truck from a soul group called the Blasters who decide to join Ellen Name's band, uh, which you'll see in the end scene. Cody still holds a flame for Ellen Name and he tells her that he would have done it for nothing back in the day, um, but no more. But then he does give the money back to Billy Fish and throws it back in his face. You've then got Raven, who turns up with his army of bikers, the Bombers, to uh, take on Tom Cody. And this is where you've got a big street fight. And it's a pretty cool scene. You've got a scene right here. Nice, huh? And there you go guys, that's a pretty cool showdown. Uh, what I forgot to mention earlier was um, a bit of trivia. It's this film actually inspired the Capcom arcade game, The Final Fight. And even one of the main characters is called um, Cody. And when you see this last scene, that, that's quite evident. Um, but the tables have turned for Tom Cody. The town are now on his side. Even the police are. Even the police have kind of um, given him the authority to sort out Raven and kick him out of town. So he's rescued Ellen, Ellen Aim, he's sorted out the situation and Ellen can go back to her music career and make lots of money for Billy Fish. And Cody packs his suitcases up, he's done his job when he leaves town, but Ellen Aim approaches him and it's probably one of, the, one of the best lines I've heard of in the movie where Ellen Aim says to Cody, look, you know, maybe we could sort of get together and work things out. And Cody says to her, look, you know, if you've got a problem, I'll be there, but I'm not the type of guy to carry your guitar cases around for you. So <laughs> that's it, guys. That's that's the last quote from Tom Cody in this movie. He then walks out. Um, Ellen Aim does a show, and it's a great show. It's a great end. I'm going to play a clip for that in a minute. Um, tonight is what it means to be young. And he walks out from the theatre, and McCoy turns up in the car that he stole at the beginning of the movie. And uh, they drive off. It's almost, I want to say, into the sunset. But it's not. It's already midnight. And you've got the end credits with this absolute thumping song by Jim Steinman. And that's it, guys. That's the end of the review. That's the end of the movie. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Before I close the show, I'm just going to leave this review. Um, even though Streets of Fire was a failure critically and commercially back in the day, it was also a blueprint for films that you see today. One film in particular is Quentin Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez, and not to mention the brilliant artist Frank Miller's Sin City. 
you look at Sin City, you look at um, Streets of Fire, you put the two together and there's a big similarity. I mean, Sin City's got its own charm, just as much as um, uh, Streets of Fire. I'm not taking that away from either of the movies, but I'm just saying. Um, but I'll leave that with you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. I'll be back soon and we are approaching the month of October. We all know what that means. That means uh, Halloween. So the next bonus content... I'm going to be looking at some horror movies. I might be looking at Friday the 13th Part 6, one of my favourite in the franchise. So, The Man Behind the Mask. So, look out for that episode. Also, um, again, thank you for everybody on the Facebook page. Appreciate everybody's um, support and input. And like I say, we're having a good time with that. So, that's it, guys. going to close the show. I'm going to leave you with the end credits song, Deeper and Deeper by The Fix. Okay, guys, I will see you soon.